DCM Works. Grown adults debating superheroes in underwear. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, from. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alfredo's Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Director Lee Redder, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Ben. Hello. I'm high energy, Ben. I'm into it. I'm hot and bothered. It's so sweaty in it's Brisbane. It's a warm day. It's a yet another sweaty episode. There's a cat at the door. Cat, there's a cat at the door. Spooky. It's the famous saying, there's a cat at the door and it's a sweaty time for yeah. everyone. Uh, and this week, Ben, we were talking about the structure of the secret life of Walter Mitty. By the way, as far as titles go, is a mouthful. Yeah, it's a very um, it's this this film has uh, very much the case of hi, my first name is Ben, and I produced, directed, and acted in this film. It's very and much also, one of those films. There's a, there's a few bits and pieces. It's it's definitely a passion project from oh, an yeah. actor who who's like, I want to make this film. It's I think Fargo it's, did well. I think it's in the <laughs> yeah right. I I think it's in the realm of like um, uh, Live by Night, which was the most recent. Uh, one that uh, Ben Affleck did, right? Um, where it's like a passion project that no one saw and no one liked, but yeah. that is actually quite good. Did you see this on cinema? Uh, back when it came out, yeah. I didn't. It, I, it, was, it, I was still like watching Transformers and yeah. like boobs. So this is like a twenty. This came out in twenty thirteen, and this was one of those films that someone who I know that was really into like narrative structure told me that like you've got to go see it. It's super weird. No one else has really done this before yeah. in like a film that's like mainstream. Jank. And so I was like, I guess I'll go see it. And what for? And a lot of people had didn't see it because it did it did critically th- not great. Yeah, I th- and I think because all I saw of it was like the trailer, and like the trailer does not do a good job of conveying no. at all what the film is about. The, like the, the trailer just makes it seem like this weird, like. I mean, the trailer gives away the entire film, but at the same time tells you fuck all. So see, you're just sitting there like, the oh, film- it just looks bad. I hadn't seen the trailer. So it was one of those films that I... Because I do this a lot, and we've talked about this before on the show, but I don't... I'm not a big, like, watch all the clips no, and trailers hate, before film. I don't watch film. trailers anymore so because of you know, that. we just had the Super Bowl, and I didn't watch anything from it. Because, like, I know I'm going to go see Guardians 2. I know I'm going to go see yeah. Logan. So I'm not going to watch I stuff see like it. the I'll see, like, the announcement trailer of something. Like, I watched, like, the first trailer for Logan, and I was just like, okay, I'll see it. Yeah, until... And, like, and, the first trailer for, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is like, all right, I'll go see it. I always think my rule but, is like, that... I don't dive into, like... The fucking behind the scenes before the film's even out. And I don't yeah, fucking, like, me. follow them on Twitter and look at their Instagrams and no. digest as much as I can before seeing the film. I mean, I think we're both like that, where we once we decide we're going to see it, we just are like, like okay, sure. I'm happy to just see the film. Mm. And this was one of those films that did, I kind of came out of nowhere for me at the time. And I saw it and I was like, whoa, this is, like, really weird. It's not a great film. No, it's it really has... You know what? It's really middling. I think this, this is a perfect film that is, like... A, Thursday afternoon, date night. You've been dating for about two months, <laughs> and you need you have a beer or two, and you watch a film. And it's, this it, is a great like film. So if you were gonna, if you were like, oh, when should I watch this? It's definitely when. Yeah, it's a good film to watch if like if you're in a situation where like you know you're going to get late at the end of the night. You don't have to like set the mood or anything. You just have to get through the night and enjoy the film. Yeah. So is, watch this. It is a very I I watched it's not it, like it's not it's not a film that'll get you laid. 
No. It's, but it's a film you'll sit through the entire thing and you won't, like, it won't bore you or anything. No. You'll sit through the entire thing and then at the end of it be like, mm, well, that was fun. It's, it's, Care for I, a fuck. <laughs> I was trying to explain this to, to a buddy of mine who I watched it with when I rewatched it for this episode. Mm. And I think the reason this film is so nice is that it is perfectly paced. And it's hard to explain why, but every moment that you think you'd be bored at, you're not. Because it's perfectly paced. Yeah, even like, fucking cat. It's even, like, he's real angry. Even looking back, there's like, there's moments that are like super jarring and you're like, oh, like, you know, he fucking, he, he came back and you're like, oh. That was kind of anticlimactic. Because he, like, literally... Okay, so we should probably explain the premise before we get too much Spoilers! Because, as again, but, with, as it's always. the name of the episode. So, the basic premise is this boring dude, Walter, who's an account... He's not... Sorry, he's a, he's a negative asset manager at Life Magazine, which yeah. is, like, the equivalent of uh, Time Magazine. Yeah. So, they are, no, they are Time. Yeah, yeah, it is Time Magazine, but they call it Life for copyright yeah. reasons. And he's he's a super boring dude. Negative asset management is to do with, like, f- photographs. He takes in negative films and yeah. develops He develops them into photos for the cover of the magazine yeah that's been his job for like 18 years but like no one uses negatives anymore so it's the kind of thing where like his job is so necessary but at the same time so pointless it's it's, it's both redundant and required yeah and it's they're doing the last what what you find out is this is big takeover because they've they're turning into life online yeah and it's the last time they'll need a they're pretty much the last time they'll need a cover because then it's going to become an it's online magazine cover, yeah. so he's doing the last cover and the premise is that uh the reel arrives like the the uh the the sheet of, of negatives arrives from Sean, this like famous Sean photographer, yeah. he's like the best photographer in the world. But he's like a an he's enigma a, kind of thing. Yeah, and he's a buddy of the main characters, Ben Stiller's. In the sense that Walter's. like they've never talked to each other, but they have a really good relationship yeah. because Walter always gets the pictures His where they need to go. In, yeah, and it's this nice kind of I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a satisfying setup because you feel like even though Walter is this boring guy, what he does is clearly important to him and to this other guy. Yeah. And it's, I don't they know. They have like this little club of like respect for each other. It's kind of lovely. I don't yeah, know. it's a nice little touch. It doesn't happen in real life. He like understands his work so much that he's like able to sort it, of, he he's yeah, able to flaunt uh, yeah. it and get it on the cover of all these magazines. But he's still this dopey, he's like, still a complete fucking daydreaming clots. idiot. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I really like that, because what that is, is that's something that no one ever gets in real life. No one ever gets that kind of, well, I don't say no one, but very few people get that kind of satisfaction from what they do. Mm. And it's a great premise for a film setup, because what you get is a character that you immediately like, because he respects his work. Yeah. And then suddenly a problem arises where, where Sean... The, the asset that Sean has said, this is like the quintessence the, of life. This is the one. It's the one for the final cover. It's the, it's the picture. It's, it's not, not in there. there. And it's just missing. So Walt it's is su- like, Fuck. It's like such a dumb setup. I like, when I was watching, I was just like, oh, is it just going to be like a thing where he has to like, obviously he's trying to find the fucking, mm-hmm. the, the what real clip 25 or whatever it's called. I, think, I think it's not, like it's, it's like negative 25 yeah. or negative five or something. Um, it's 25. Um, I watched this last night. Okay. It's 25. Um, and I was like, oh, is, is it like a thing where this is Sean giving the main character the challenge to take the photo? It's like, no, it's probably not. Yeah, the, one, of the, one of the best parts of the film is that it turns out not at all. He was just trying to be cute and he fucked up. Yeah, like the, the big old spoiler at the end is that it was in, it was the, in the wallet, wallet that Sean gave that him. he gave him as a present. It's just like, look inside. But it's the, just like, I thought you were just being he was, deep. He was like, no, he was like no, literally look inside. My, my like, favorite thing about this film is that it's that kind of writing is like, it's so, it, it's hard to explain, but it's surprising yet inevitable. We talk about this. I talk about this all the time with structure and mystery. Where is the negative 25? It's a, it's it's surprising that it's in the wallet, but it's inevitable because you've seen the wallet, you know the wallet, wallet, and of course it's in the wallet. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's, it's just so like, satisfying. It's, it's not a twist that is like, you know, 
Bruce Willis is dead. You know, it's not, you're not like, no. oh, what the fuck? It's, it's the twist is, of course, it was in, it's, you know, he was being cute. It was in the wallet. It's intelligent. It's satisfying. And the, I think, I think the other thing they do with this that I really liked is when he finds that out, his mother is, and this is like, I don't know. It just, it gives, it, it's like how the sweet. His mother character. kept the wallet because she keeps his stuff. And I was like, because oh. Because she's a compulsive she's a, hoarder. I mean that, but like, <laughs> but like, it was just like a nice moment. And like, this whole film was built around how do we tell this interesting story and this interesting narrative of you take a character who has like got a pretty boring but fulfilled job. Like, he's, he's fairly content. Yeah. And his job, it's only till He's also this, loaded. Well, he's rich he's because he's worked there for 18 def- yeah. years. But he's content, and then he meets a girl. He, there's a girl at work. Sixteen, whatever. Is it? <laughs> I watched this last night. There's a girl at, <laughs> at, who jo- who starts at work who he's interested in. That's the only thing that changes in his life. Yeah, he's content otherwise. And then you know you get the merger and stuff. But like, he's not a guy who is like waiting for a hero's yeah, journey. She's the one that makes him take the die. And they genuinely. I I, what's cool though is that it's not like a dumb like if I do it I'll prove it to her. Mm. They just genuinely have a connection, and he's like, yeah. I guess I probably should do this thing. Yeah. And so he goes and does it. And what you get is one of my favorite things in filmmaking ever, which is there is a series of sequences in the film, in, and it's a, it's a four-act film, so it's kind of hard to explain, but in yeah. the, the sequences in Act 2, so when he leaves life and he goes to Iceland and Greenland or wherever. Greenland then Iceland. In, in the process of going from Greenland to Iceland, that whole process, all of that is, those sequences occur, they're all causal. So each each thing happens because the previous thing happened. Yeah. And then happens because the previous thing happened. The only non-causal event is when he jumps out the wrong side of the helicopter, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like and that's, I, was, I was like watching that film, I was just like, dude, it's like I was like, well, there's why is he looking out the wrong side of the window so of the funny. helicopter? Like the, the thing's clearly there. Like just jump into the dinghy. Honestly, comedic genius. Oh my god. There, it was one of those and they filmed it really well because this the, the the music pulls down. Almost to nothing. And all you hear is the helicopter and him jumping out and then the splash. Yeah. And the guy in the boat being like, the other boat, you idiot. And they set it up so much where like you are fully aware of the other boat. And like you're... you're I thought he was going to jump and miss the dinghy or something. Yeah, I was like... And like bounce off the dinghy or like crash into it or something. Yeah, and I was like, and part of me was just like, maybe he'll make it to the boat. Like, It's so funny. He's done amazing things, I guess, so far. Like, he just falls into the water, and you're like, "But this is the why." But I, I, from a, from a storytelling perspective, I think the main reason is that he's done literally nothing yet. He just got on a plane, and then he got oh, in a helicopter God. with a drunk guy. Yeah. And at this point, this is like the first heroic thing he's going to do, and he totally bones it up. <laughs> and that's really fun because it's yeah. like he hasn't yet reached that point that he needs to be at to become the main character of the story. He's just still some bumbling idiot. Yeah. And so then that's the end of Act 2 and you're like, okay, Act 3, and this is what's cool, is Act 3 is then one of my, I I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite scenes in film. And it's not a great scene, it's not amazing, but he ends up trading with some kids and he gets a longboard and there's a volcano going off and he has to go to Sean. And there's this like beautiful scene where they they play Far Away, which is from the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Okay, David. (laughs) It's not, it's a cover of that. I I didn't realize it was that until someone told me, but, and when he longboards down Mm. this like massive stretch of road. Yeah. And something about that scene is so visually satisfying. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just satisfying to watch. I think it's such a, um, I don't know what it is either. It's it's like the it first time. At, it's the right time in the film. Yeah, he's reached a level of maturation. It's, re- it's really the peak of the film. Yeah, in a sense. Where, it's like, it's that's... him taking his destiny to his own hands. Yeah, he's, he's like strapped rocks to his hands, which is so like, ridiculous. But like awesome. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's it's just so cool, but completely fucked up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of thing where I 
the whole skateboarding thing was a weird thing for me because that's the first time where in the sort of first act where he has all these daydream moments where he's like thinking of like what he should do you know he's just Mm -hmm. like i want to do this it's like the skateboarding is at first you think it is they sort of set it up to be this like oh it's just him daydreaming because he's legitimately amazing at like he's legitimately amazing like he's fucking incredible and he's like he's showing he's like showing this kid all this stuff and the way they cut it, you're like, is it? Yeah, and the way they show it, you're like, well, this is definitely like his his like his dream, right? You know, this is him daydreaming. But they don't really explain it. They don't like show either either. So you're like, well, wait, what the fuck? Like, like, I guess what maybe just that happened? happened. Like, it was yeah. so weirdly animated and like it seems so out of place. But then later on, making back to the reference to him getting him getting the longboard, you're like, oh, maybe he is actually. But at first he's like, I wanna like I had I know a kid who would want this yeah but at the same time you're thinking well he just broke his bike so like, it's he probably needs, a smart he idea to get a ride yeah. yeah um and yeah and that scene i think is really it's the turning point because you realize partly because you realize oh he's actually a good skateboarder but also it's the turning point in general for the idea of oh this whole thing that's happening is in a daydream like this is actually yeah happening. it's the first opportunity where you're like oh he actually it actually it grounds it a bit because it, it relates it back to something that wasn't a daydream and I think that, and I, that's why the structure. That's really is- important because when, like, when it's happening, when he's like getting on the plane and going off, you're thinking like, "Oh, this is all just, this is all just a yeah. daydream." Right? And it's, like, it's the it first, yeah, it's the first time where it be. connects back to something that really happened. And then when he does, but the, the the really clever thing they do structurally, well, not even structurally, just storytelling wise, is when he gets there, Sean is like already leaving. He's on the plane. Sean is like standing on a plane and just like fucking off. Which I is I've been told. I asked has actually people do photograph like that. So you'll stand on the wing of a biplane and you'll be strapped to it and you literally can't photograph like that. Which (laughs) apparently is a real thing. (laughs) Um, And so he does, you know, and he gets there and Sean is leaving and then the guy who's come back for him is like, get in the fucking car. It's a volcano, you (laughs) dipshit. And it's great because he doesn't get what he wanted. He does this amazing thing and you have this scene of like serenity where he, you, you know, he takes charge of. He basically reaches that point where he's able to strike out on an adventure properly. Yeah. But he doesn't get what he needs. And so I don't, he forces- I don't think he doesn't. I think it's because he gets the closest he's ever gotten. Like, it's not like he... It doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't get the negative. No, but he he's not really trying to get the negative at this stage. He's just trying to catch up. With Sean. With Sean. And he's gotten out. closer. Yeah. And it's, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, he's like, okay, I'm right on this tail. And he has the hints of where he's going next Mm -hmm. so like you know you as like a viewer you're like okay he can't follow him from here and it's what i think is clever is how they cut it off there how they basically they do the text of you need to come back or else yeah he's fired because he's at the burger joint or he's at the pizza he's at papa Papa john's John's. which uh, by the way so funny such a dumb like also it's like so clever (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's small roll roll down the window papa john's you're like what the fuck (laughs) and then he gets the text message which they did that cool editing thing they do the the uh yeah the sherlock thing oh loved it real clever they did that throughout the whole film with um yes the the um the was the fucking blah the uh, uh, it starts with m what uh, the, the like amp? the what? mantra of life? Oh, magazine. with life, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's woven throughout the world, yeah. Which is like what? Real cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and yeah. it's they sort of similar extension of that. But him going back was like so crushing, and it's, it's like, like oh he, my he, god, he goes back from this like beautiful adventure, and like by the way, we have to go to fucking Iceland. Like holy shit, it's beautiful. Iceland's a nice place. Like we have to and go. All the Ten people that live there. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we have to go sometime. But that and like you go from this beautiful like 
beautiful place where he's done this amazing these mm. amazing things. He's on the trail. And it cuts back and he's at home and he's dealing with his sister and his mom. And you're like, oh, fuck. He's dealing... Well, first he's dealing with the fucking... Uh, his Wait, does he get fired? Stuff. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he gets fired. Yeah. Um, so he gets fired. Everyone gets fired. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much everyone gets fired at that stage. Yeah. Um, oh, whole, that's right. Yeah, because that's... Because that's when he sees him and he's just like... Do, like, I see you, I see the photo. And he's like, don't have the photo. Yeah. So it's like, this guy looked it up. There's no such thing as a silver bar. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Also, by the way, guy who plays Ben from Parks and Rec, who's that beard guy, oh did an God. amazing job of being a His beard. beard is, that's his real beard, right? Yeah. He just has a weird looking beard. He's just a very thick, uncomfortable beard. He has a very beard. thick, very dark, yeah. Because he, him, him and, um, him and, he looks like, uh, he looks like the character he plays in Step Brothers. Oh yeah, ba- it's basically the same character, just, just rich asshole. Yeah. yeah, with a really like unnervingly, th- like not thick but like filled out beard. Way too filled. Like out. he looks like a complete fucking baby. It looks, it looks like it's painted on. Yeah, no, yeah, it almost does. And then they it- they did a really cool thing where they gave him a very strange hairstyle as well. Yeah, just to accentuate the. It fact. looks like a wave. <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. He looks like a complete. Po- I love him, but in he's this, just a total cunt, this. and yeah. he did, he was a good cunt, and I like that. And I he's like the right the- kind of cunt where he's not just he's not just a villain. He's not just a horrible human being. He like he has a bit of character to him. There's a genuine he's like, motivation. He's like a likable asshole. And that's my favorite. I've talked about this before, but that's why, like, that's why everyone loves Hannibal. Yeah. It's because you fall in love with Hannibal, and this guy is, like, not quite... He's, like, he's like the... I mean, the he's nowhere near Hannibal, He's, like, baby Hannibal. He's, like, he's, step one Hannibal. He's just a complete fucking joke, basically. Like, you you hate him, but he's a complete fucking tosser anyway. Yeah. And he's... he's but he's charming you enough. You can kind of tell he's completely incompetent. But, yeah, but he's slightly charming enough that you're, like, yeah, yeah. guy, you know. Okay, so he gets back, and this is what's cool, is that at that point... The narrative. Like you're like, oh, the narrative is basically it's over. Done. He's, yeah, he didn't get the negative. He he's fired, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Story over. But they're like, no, here's act four. His, his act four, which is really fun. <laughs> and then what you do is you get you get him. Walter confronts the girl on the way out to get a severance package. And that and yeah, it closes off all these storylines, and you're like, well, fuck. And it just like snaps them all together. But before that, so what you get is so that's like the end of the the fourth act. But the beginning of the fourth act, which is fucking awesome, is that. He, wow, I'm trying to think of the, he has the picture of the water, and then she, is it the water that she, I'm trying to think of what what it is that makes him go to find Sean photographing in Afghanistan. Uh, because his mother, because he, he finds, oh, the, the, that's right. the, photo, the photo that's been fucking him up all this time, he realizes a photo of his mom's piano. The photo, what do you mean? So the photo of the weird, just like lines. He's mm. like in his apartment. He realizes that, or he's in his mom's apartment. So Sean was, and at he his realizes mom's apartment. that it's his mom's piano. And right. He's like, who took this photo? And it was like Sean. And he's like, Sean. He's like, you fucking kidding me? So like, you didn't tell me. It's just like I did. You just was zoned out. And he's like, fuck. So he was like, yeah. And then yeah. So then he goes to find. He goes, Sean takes her cake. Yeah, goes to Afghanistan. It basically redoes like act two, but just yeah. very quickly. And and very differently because he's much more confident. Because he's more confident, and he t- he has the travel journal, and he uh-huh. hires two small, two strong little men. Um, it's very cool. It's a very adorable. cool sequence. Yeah, yeah. And, the whole thing is very cool. Yeah, and then he finds Sean, and Sean is just like, "What?" And I, my, my favorite, I, like, I think I yeah, think my Sean's favorite like, part eh? of the film is is when you meet Sean. He's like this mythical thing, and you expect him to be like. I knew you were coming. Like I like you expect him to be like this monk-like he, character. He's like, who, who the fuck are you? Who is yeah? Who yeah. like knows 
you know, who like, you know, you know, like, I saw you climbing up the mountain. Like, I knew you were coming for me. And it's just like, it's me. It's Walter Mitty. And he's like, what? Just sit down. Like, what? Like, why? Get- what? Like, why? Did- how did you find me? And he's like, uh, you- my mom told me. He's like, it's like, what-, what do you want? It's just like, where is 25? And he's like, well, it's in the wallet. <laughs> He's like, I threw it out. It's like, why did you put... Yeah, and then they have the oh. discussion where it's just like, that was so just like That's a great. bad move. It's like, so good. I, it's don't the, put negatives in the water. Like, don't, it's like, don't oh. be a fucking idiot, guy. He's, and he's just like, I realize my mistake. Yeah, he immediately is like, <laughs> I can like, see how that was a problem. I see where the problem oh, is with this. Dude, I, it's, it's just like, well, what did you do with the water? It's just like, well, I, I chucked it. He's just like, he's like my uh, feelings are now hurt. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, like, it's so good. He's just such a normal dude. Oh, it's such a great, <laughs> it's such a great scene. It's a really good reveal for a character that you th- you build up this like mythicality behind and he's just a weird photographer just a guy who photographs stuff yeah and the, i think one of the coolest bits as well is they take away from that they, they 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 extend the mystique thing a little bit when he's like looking at the snow leopard and uh walter's like just why aren't you taking the photo he's like because sometimes i don't yeah sometimes that, i just don't take that's one photo. of those moments where i'm like yeah it's like man yeah that's that's like, <laughs> isn't like that, all right isn't he a, is actually kind of cool isn't that a fucking moment I, yeah. I feel like for me that's a moment in filmmaking like i, think- I yeah, I think the the biggest moment is when it's like when he's like, "Well, what is the photo?" Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not gonna tell you." And you're like, mm. "Yeah," and you're like, "God." Because you as the audience, you're like, "Ah, oh, we're not gonna find out what it is, yeah. are we?" And then you get, and then you get the whole they're selling the piano, and she's just like, "Oh, by the way, you threw this out," and you're like, "Oh, it's the wallet." And he's got oh, it. Oh, we're like, gonna yeah, find it out. And, and then- he doesn't look at it. <laughs> he takes. Well, it's it's the worst kind of build up where. In your mind, he's like, well, he's obviously looked at it and he gives it to, you know, he walks in because he's all confident now and he gives it to the um, the takeover manager or whatever his name is, Douchey McDickface. He, he has a go at him as well. And he has a real good speech and he just like punches him in the gut and then they're in the elevator and he's like, what is it? Like, what was the photo of? And you're like, it's all like, right, all right. Here and we he's go. just like, I didn't look at it. You're like, motherfucker. It's, <laughs> it's, it's infuriating, but at the same time, it's the perfect. And then the, and then the worst part is... When they're like, oh, like the final episode, the final issue should be out because, and because they tease that it's really clever how they, when he goes into the board meeting where they're showing what the final thing is going to be because they don't have a photo. Yeah. And it's, it's just like the black, it's just like the time logo and all black. And it's just like the final issue. Yeah. And because they're like, we don't have a photo. It has to be and my font. The funniest thing is on, there's like a. There's like a board behind him, and there's like it's like a mind map for like what the new issue needs to be, and yeah. one of like the big bubbles is just like cost effective, <laughs> <laughs> the most cost effective cover. That's amazing. White on black, yeah. Um, just white text, uh, and you're like you're like okay, and then so when they reveal it, they they film it in such an obnoxious way where they show the time logo, and they slowly pan down, and it's it's all black for a while, and you're like no, it's just. It's just the text, isn't it? He just went with the text and it like slowly oh, pans so over clever. and there's like white like blurriness and you're like, oh, oh my God. Is it? And there's a photo of him, which I originally, uh, I, uh, the weird thing with the photo is that yeah. it, when I first saw it, I thought it was, pl- I thought it was implying that the photo was taken when Walter Mitty was sitting at the when he was sitting on the outside the building looking at the... Oh, no. And he had, like, the funky... Because that's the, it was the same thing. It was, like, the same place. And, like, I guess... That's the place he always goes to look at negatives. Is but the they, didn't, they didn't... They didn't... It's subtext. 
but it's not really it, it also, they only it show also, him to, if they it also it also couldn't have been taken at that point because the negative already exists. no exactly but it's the kind of thing where like i was very confused i was like wait is this like a weird meta like oceans 12 thing going no. on because no. all they had to do was show him sitting out in the front twice i not once yeah but i'm aware of that yeah. it's still nice i mean no i i liked it but i was like what wait what yeah um, i don't know the, the whole film so it was a little weird but i mean yeah the it's just a, a nice... Really good. Yeah. Part of me is like, if you think about it... Yeah. The, it, it almost sort of gives more character development to... Well, it progresses the... Uh, douche guy. Douche Mc, McFace dick. Because he, he still publishes it even though yeah, he Yeah, because he chose it even though it was of Mitty, who just literally moments before kicked his teeth in. And, that's, and I think it, it's evident of the fact that what Walter said maybe had an impact on it. Yeah, which is clever. And... It, it's not just clever; it's just good writing. Yeah, and I mean the whole. F- I just it's like it's just a real tight package of a film, and it's just fairly pleasant. That's the thing because the, the 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 end of the third act, which feels like the end of the, f- it feels like a really harsh end of the film because you've gone through the ups, you've gone through the downs, you've had the peak, and you've had like the big climax with like the volcano, really, and you've had like the cool down from it, and then you have this quite gut wrenching ending. The fourth act, really, it just like. It's just like, well, never mind. One more hill. Like, yeah. roller coaster ain't over yet. It is It is quite... <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's... I don't even know how to explain why this film... This film is so enjoyable because they hit... They hit all of the structural beats perfectly. I think part of it is because they don't, they don't jump the shark too hard. I don't with, think there's any point where they do. I mean, probably like for me the moment where they go full ridiculous is where he's giving cake to a to the warlords and they're like he's literally using like the bayonet of his ak to pick up a piece of the cake and eat it when the fuck does that happen uh when he's going in the final bit where he's going to afghanistan man i blanked that out totally really it's like it's a very short sequence where he's like they have to go past the warlords and that's the reason why that's the reason why the people on the ship have clementine cake because and that's also the reason right. why uh, Sean went. Sean, Sean O'Neill, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean went to his mother was to get Clementine cake because so he could give it to the right. warlords as okay. payment for moving through. Because for some reason he knows they love Clementine cake. I did not remember that at all. That's why it wasn't warlocks; it was warlords. Uh, he just couldn't right. read. His uh, of course, writing. yeah. So it's like no, it's warlords. It's yeah, warlords of Afghanistan. And for some sense. reason they love Clementine cake. Oh, can we talk about Todd from the dating agency? Oh my god. How oh good? How good? No, actually, no. Yeah, no? no. We haven't even talked about the best part of the film. When and oh when he's God. in he's in yeah, California. No, he's like <laughs> the best, the best running joke in the entire <gasps> film. Literally starts from like, like the first joke in the film to the last. Yeah, is the fucking dating the eHarmony. What's the actor? It's name? actually called eHarmony. What's isn't the, it? Yeah. What's the, uh, uh, I know. I forget I'm, his name. Oswald something. Is, what, is, he's in a lot of things, but he's of, that guy. His first name is something Oswald, or it's Oswald something. I, I forget his I name. I can't remember. No. But he's a mate. He's in like... Oh, my God. Like the... Just... Because the film just starts off, and he's, you know, he's he's on the dating app, and you're like... He's like preparing so hard, and it's all like... All tense, and he clicks the, the, the wink. And it breaks. And it's just like error. And you're like, oh, oh my God. I, I, I mean, that just and so just good. The, the threads of... I mean, I think it's really good... It gives it gives Walter Mitty as Walter Mitty as a character a way to basically soliloquy. It also in I, a sense. I think most importantly for from like a writing perspective, it gives 
the viewer time. Mm. It gives them like a timestamp for each thing. It like because he's like, also- dude, I haven't spoken to you in weeks. And yeah. Like, okay, cool. It's been weeks. And it, it kind of like it's a very like util. It's like it's a very multi-purpose. It, it releases some of the pressure of. <laughs> it releases some of the pressure of like the film as a whole because yeah. you know the, when it happens is always it's always a weird moment where you're so yeah tense. it's always a weird moment where there's like there's you know he's just moving from point A to point B and you're just like oh it's kind of boring or there's like you know he, oh will he make it or whatever and then yeah. they they throw in the the phone call which is they're always ridiculous and it's um, great and that's yeah. what that's what that's what I'm saying I think the best the- part is that the payoff is worth it. I mean, so good. When he's good. just like, is there anyone in LA who can confirm you are who you are? And it's like... And you're like, huh? And you're thinking, you're like, who? Like, who would and it be? And of course it's Todd. Yeah, and like, you see the character and you're like, is that the guy from like his work? Like, is, is that the, the chubby dude that he works with? It's like, like nice who is that? It's like, it's like, it's Todd. And you're like, oh, as in the, the phone yeah. guy, Todd. You're like, you're oh, like, he's actually a character yeah. in you're this like, film. You're like, oh, perfect. Oh, okay. Like, Oh, it, it's such a nice payoff. Because that's that's at the end when he comes back from Afghanistan, right? Because he gets caught in customs. Because they're like, how did you get into Afghanistan? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, through Yemen. He's yeah. like, how did you get and through like, Yemen? How? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's he's great. Like, cheap, it's like, it's cheap flights. It's only $82. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it's such a... and this. I mean, this film is so good because the payoffs hit every time. Yeah. And that's because the structure is solid. And, like, that's such a hard thing to do. And, like, this film didn't do super well because it's not amazingly interesting. No, like, there are parts of it that I hate. But like I like think most of his daydreaming. But I think it's just well, it's yeah, it's dumb on purpose. But I agree, yeah. I don't love it. No. But like it, I think it's just a film that is a great example of you can choose to make something that works, or you can just make something. And this is a good example of making something that works. And the people involved went out of their way to do that. Yeah. And that is what modern filmmaking gives you the opportunity to do, because anyone can shoot anything on any device now. Yeah. But the truth is that if you put work into it, you can make something that's like really solid. And, and interesting. Yeah, and interesting. And, and, and you watch this film, and every time I watch it, I've seen it a few times now. Every time I watch it, I feel fucking warm and fuzzy. And I don't get that <laughs> I don't get that often. You get them warm fuzzies. But it's a warm fuzzy film. Yeah. And I feel satisfied when I'm like, good. That it's was a, a great film. Yeah, it ends well. It's got a good payoff. It's got good good cast, good payoff, good writing, yeah. good structure. It it's just solid. And we don't get enough of that. We either get the best thing in the world or, or complete, complete garbage. garbage. <laughs> and I just thought that now was probably a good time in the landscape to bring up a film that's just solid. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's good. Get into it. We, I, Yeah, even if you kind of know what happens. It doesn't matter. It's really enjoyable. It's the kind of thing where most people know of it. They're like, oh, isn't that that weird film with the, the, the weird stuff yeah. that happens? And the Honestly, ben like, Stiller. Pour, yourself a, pour yourself a drink. Yeah, get, Sit- a, get an old pint of... Pint of Pint of your favorite lager. Sit with someone low key and watch this film, and yeah. you'll have a lovely time. You'll have time. a good evening. Turn on a lamp. Yeah, because honestly, you Set know what? This mood. this is a film where you turn on a you turn on two lamps. You get a uh, a uh, glass of scotch, going a beer, and you just sit there and you just watch it. <laughs> I uh, feel like smoke some doobies. Enough. <laughs> we don't we don't condone. We do not condone illegal that illegal drug. Uh, look, Ben. Where can people find us? It's that time uh, of the show. Facebook, Twitter, the moon. Nope, uh, not Instagram. That. Yeah, you haven't done anything with it because you're a lazy cunt. Um, <laughs> no, Instagram. We're man. on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, DCM underscore works on Twitter. We're on YouTube. If you go youtubecom slash works you can find our Let's Plays. If you search DCM I Hate Pie, youtubecom slash DCM I Hate Pie. Video game content. That's right. Um, <laughs> we're on Patreon. We got a new supporter. Why? Uh, whose name I 
do not have enough oh, so oh David you need to try uh, if you want $10 off are we doing one of these raids yeah DigitalOcean DigitalOcean uh, if you want to do an internet thing shit patrons log me out on the app keep, nice keep, keep. Uh, DigitalOcean gives you uh, shit I don't, they give you $10 services $10 a credit for their services how do you not know this I've, I vaguely know what they do um, uh, DCMworks forward slash ocean dcm.works forward slash ocean yeah, that's right. <laughs> to get you your get, you $10 get, credit which $10 lasts credit. a long time Wait, because... it lasts about two months they're a yeah. web hosting service um, they're super easy to use because David uses them yeah, web and big... David's a dumb dumb yeah so uh, they, they actually they actually host our podcast they're really useful yeah. uh, the guy they're super nice they send me lovely emails helps us helps out the show dcm.works helps you slash get that ocean two I'm months of so close to seeing who it is alright I, uh, Jordan C something fuck I logged into the wrong Patreon account uh, d- uh, redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash DCM I know if it's you Jordan sweet tea Jordan I'm, shout uh, out to Jordan new Patreon thanks Jordan buddy thanks Jordan for supporting us what a champ yep um, good and uh, I'm at DCM I'm at literal citrus and we'll see you guys next week yeah, it was probably a song that reminded me of it or I done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice writing is definitely an isolating from an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of stretch. Oh my god, from. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling.